Awesome. Hello, everybody, and um, welcome to episode number 41 of the SLR SidePod. Um, very, very pleased to welcome a special guest this week, which is TIR's one and only Beer and Kebab. Um, I think he has his headset on, but I'm not 100% sure he's ticked his box yet. If he has, then do, do say hi, mate. Well, good evening, yes, sir. It's Xbox Birkenbauer, but they are racing, a guru. Welcome. Oh, hang on. No, I'm not streaming tonight. I can't do that intro. Good evening. <laughs> how are you, mate? How, how are you doing? I'm very, I'm very good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It is a privilege and honour to be on the SLR podcast. Good, I'm glad. I'm glad it's an honour. But we're also joined by SLR's league owner as well, which is uh, SLR Ranger, who, who today just passed his driving test so uh congrats to you mate how are you doing oh wow <laughs> that's good to hear yeah yeah that that is i know I'm just taking it in, you know, taking a while. can't believe you. Myself. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the plan for this podcast is to really just, is to ask you, Beer, how how, uh, how uh, you run, really, all your, all your, well, all the league stuff and TIR, and also just ask some questions about you personally, if that, you know, if you're all good to answer them. Yeah, well, I run on a pacemaker and just have batteries, and my age is the only way I can get about, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> The extra strong, um, the long lasting. Yeah, well, not very long lasting. I think they last about half an hour. Then I, the rest of me just packs up. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm good. But yeah, for... but ask away. Oh, actually, actually, I'm going to preempt your first question uh, in relation to last night. Okay, the answer that everyone's been waiting for. Okay, my favourite edible undies. All right. <laughs> yeah, it is chocolate. It's, it's chocolate. Yeah, it's chocolate on. brownie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh my god! Ranga, do you do you do you have, what's your favourite? <laughs> How can you? That's like a five-year-old's favourite. Come on! I wouldn't say chocolate brownie, but I definitely, definitely would put bubble gum at the. I would put bubble gum at the bottom of the pile. <laughs> <laughs> Just to know you're actually streaming and race at the moment. I don't know, is, is that part of your... Yeah, well, that is... Oh, wow, okay. Hey. Yeah, so we stream, stream this race and then once it ends I just go onto some of the classic cars and show the info and I, the oh, cool, got, yeah. cool views. I must admit, Richard, whilst we talk. This is the Ranga, really. Congratulations on passing the driving test. I did, I did actually know, to be honest, that you were planning on passing the driving test because I have seen you done five, do five lap hoppers before, so I knew you hadn't passed the test yet. Yeah. I just had to get that burn out there. Do you know what? You're actually not the first person who's used that exact joke on me today, so... <laughs> 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 oh, it's the, uh, tell me who it was, I'll find it. I'll find it was, uh, yeah. To be fair, it was the one and only SLRB after I uh, told some of the league owners what was uh, going on. He was like, well, I can tell the way, from the way you drive that um, you didn't pass your test, mate. But, oh, well, thanks, mate. Cheers. Means a lot. <laughs> He's not wrong. We were, I mean, we were teammates for a season. I can, I can tell you that's correct. Very kind of him, honestly. But now, now you know how to drive. 
Maybe you'll get back into league racing, mate. Um, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see about that. I think that's a, but, um, that's a, that's a, that's a different discussion now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I actually completely forgot about the uh, edible undies question. My first question was actually going to be how what was what's the origin of the famous name beer and kebab well how did, how did you come up with that one mate oh well, well it all started off 50 years ago my mum and my dad uh, met in a, in a nightclub got a bit tipsy and went home and did the jiggy jiggy and nine months later out i popped there we go where did beer and kebab come from um it just popped into my head literally one day. I, I used to, my original game attack was um, AJP 7-0, which are, um, stands for AJ Pool Shark, because so I used a bit of a hustle on the pool table. And I changed it to back in about 2014, something like that, because, um, quite frankly, I worship the shrine of beer and kebabs, basically. So it was a natural thing to do. And it made me laugh. When I when it popped into my head, it made me laugh. So I thought, there you go, that'll be it. That's the game tag. So that is how beer and kebab came. About. You can't really knock that, can you? It's not just that, like, no. Just like, no. It's just a fact, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's yeah, true. Yeah, my mum and my dad did have a drunken night together then, my club, and nine months later, I popped out. But it's that's ah. true story. Christmas in the Netherlands. Um, yeah, I was christened in With a the Cubans champion. <laughs> 6.6% put hairs in your nipples, I'll tell you, that's not strong. Love that. Love that. <laughs> um, but yeah, let, let's let's go on to something a little bit more serious. How um, how did you get into league racing, mate? Did, uh, did, how long ago did that start? That's a good question. Um, I, I started league racing actually like in, in an official league, uh, probably on F1 2013. Um, I, I, I've been playing the F1 games since I started on, on you know, 360, which was F1 2010. And uh, we had a bunch of guys. We had, it wasn't the league, it was just a, we just used the social race every night, basically. And um, the guy, uh, guys like uh, Richard Bishop and Ridley Mann and a few others, I can't remember the end tags now. And um, I got posed into the league. I wasn't particularly good. I was decent, yeah. But I got um, one of the guys who occasionally raced formed the league, and that was WF1. And uh, I joined them and XRL, the regional XRL, um, on 2013. And, um, yeah, that was it, really. I've been in a few leagues, obviously, since then, just so, you know. Um, and then, uh, well, here I am now. But yeah, 2013, 2014 was when it all started for me. And uh, yes, yes, ladies and gents, in seven years, I am still shite. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did some five lappers with you recently, and I think you got three, four. Oh, yeah, but I was lapped yeah, lap four times. Yeah, that's not good. Five lap there, are only, there are only three drivers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so, I'm, honestly, I'm, I'm so bad, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, if I was on my own in the five lap hopper, I would buy bomb myself and DNF. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <It's not there. laughs> anyway, I'm yeah. sure it's still better than Ranga. Um, um, oh, that's uh, that's, yeah, that's not too difficult. If I'm going to be pretty honest with you, we've all seen me drive. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh God, oh God, I can't ask for the self burns anymore. No, no. <laughs> what were you going to say? What I was going to say, left dead and bad, to be honest with you. When it comes to my driving. Fair enough. At least you're now legally oh, yeah, allowed to kill people now in the, on the roads. That, that is, that's a step up from being illegal when you kill somebody. You know what I mean? You reckon? Do you think that's actually bad? Yeah, I think it's a good call, mate. It's, a good, it's one to stick on the on the on the bedpost when not on the bedpost. You know? so it's that like bucket list now, isn't it? You know what I mean? You think you think it's sort I of like so. it's interesting. You know? I never thought about it like that. You've got to make sure that you, you take every negative in terms of positive at all times. That's why I firmly believe it. <sighs> if you run if you run somebody over and you know ruin their family's lives, just say, hey, it's okay, I'm legal. <laughs> you know, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> to be fair, they probably would like they wouldn't really mind them, would they? Really, I'm, I'm sure they'd just be like, yeah, that's fair enough. No issues with that. Yeah, they would just. Yeah, they they would just, would they would apologise to you. <laughs> no, okay. I'm sorry, but yeah. Wow, this is dark. <laughs> this is dark. <laughs> <laughs> you started it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I was about to ask. <laughs> I was about to ask what what car Ranger would do that in. Have you chosen what car are you going to go get, Ranga? No, not yet. I test drove one this afternoon. It was very nice. Very, very nice. But it was... Um, it's just, there's a few options. I'm not, I'm not rushing. I'm not like, you know, I want to get out there as fast as I can, but you know, I've got this station to write at the same time, so I'm kind of like trying to do a bit of both <laughs> at the same time. I'm probably going to prioritise. Like, I'm probably going to like get the car, get it sorted, finish my dissertation, and then Crack on, and then yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. Get some beer and kebabs. Get some beer, yeah, pick up a few beer and kebabs on the way, and yeah, big six pack. Hey, what, car, what car do you drive, beer? What have I got? I have got a BMW Transporter. It's a six seater. I need six because I I fill up four of them. So um, that wow. is, that is my uh, my vehicle at the moment. It's uh, I use it for work as well because I'm a courier. So um, it's a utility vehicle for family. Doing and, and obviously. Yeah, that's perfect. No, I didn't mean to say dogging, but I oh shit. <laughs> that was fucked up. The, uh, we'll edit that out. the big question is though, beer, like what is your go to beer? What what is your um, go to beer? You know, no, the pubs are open the pubs are open inside. Oh sorry, Jack, I might have I might have uh, oh, I might have stepped in your toes a little bit there. But if the, uh, you know, let's say, you know, pubs are open on the insides, you're allowed to go up to the bar and everything like that, you're scanning around, or you've got a particular one in, your, in the back of your mind, what, what are you going for? Well, what I'm going for, a lot of places don't sell it, so I'll go for what they do sell, and that is draft speckled hen. Uh, and if there's no speckled hen, if there is if there is the beer that I do want, it's another Moreland brewery, it is Crafty Hen, which, believe me... And he's bitter. Which, the, these are they're not even bitter, they're pale ales. And they oh, are they? lethal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, just, I used to, I was into lager, you know, my typical, my, my 20s and 30s, I was the quintessential, quintessential lager layout. But I've just, as I've grown older, I've become more mature. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. not mentally, of course. And um, I, I've, I've gone down to the actual beer as opposed to lager route. So, um, yeah, a, a nice, strong pale ale. Like, a good IPA. You know, I can't say I'm at that stage personally. I'm very much a lager man. Ah, uh, you're a bit of a lager man, then, yeah. Same here. Yeah. yeah it's... Got, when, when I was lager, it was um, Carlsberg Export. That, that was my brew. Um, Ooh. Because again, it had a nice strength. Well, Carlsberg Hoff, as it used to be known as, because it's, um, 
it's got a nice strength and um, it, it does the damage. You know what I mean? You wake up the next afternoon after night at Crossburgs and you think, yep, can't remember a damn thing about that one. It was a good night. You know. <laughs> that was me the other night. Yes. We won't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, hands up, we can talk about it. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, Mm. I I mean, I'd love to. It just depends, really. I don't know, Beard, do you want to know about that? Nah, well, it's fine. I just, I had lots lots to drink, and that's that's where we have to leave it. Um, Old man, (laughs) old man Steve-O in the the old stream chat says, Ranga's too young to know about real ale. Fair enough, fair enough, good point, fair enough. He's also said, tell Beard to try... St. Austell, proper job or tribute? I've tried them, I've tried them both. I've tried them both, Steve. I've had St. Austell, proper job, as we call it down there. And I've had tribute as well. Tribute's not bad brew. Uh, proper job's okay. I was the Sakeen on Doombar, to be fair. And um, do you know what I'd highly recommend, actually, is um, is the, uh, the the actual bottle ales by uh, the metal band Iron Maiden, the Trooper. Trooper's a lovely, lovely pint if you can get your hands on it. Well, she says Erdinger. Not she sucks off. Never heard of that. Yeah, I think I've heard of Erdinger, but I can't remember. I've, I've got... never heard of I that. Know. Do you know what it is, Ben? No, I can't. I can't say it. I mean, the strongest, the strongest beers of Dodgy Thief is a kind of so strong beer. The, the two strongest beers I think I've ever had them ever. There was one. It was a local brewery down in Devon, where it was to come from, called Sam's Bitter, and he used to serve it in half pint glasses, and it was ten point eight percent. And what I had in Spain one time when I was in um, uh, Costa Blanca, I think it was near San Valencia, and uh, it was called it's simply called it was called Satan. No word of a lie. This 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 blog was called Satan, and the actual catchphrase was "It will bring the devil out of you." And it was twelve point six percent. We've got a drink at uni called Satan, but it definitely hasn't got beer in it. Oh man, this stuff was <laughs> it was literally hell in a glass. Better <laughs> describe it. But, that, um, does, that does sound well. That's a good name then. Mm. Hello, my glass. Good but name, I, I, I don't these days. I don't. I don't like participate in the uh, partake in the absolute beverages just for the sheer hell of it, like I used to do. It, I, I got into the flavour now. You know what I mean. And uh, I've become a bit of a connoisseur, I, I guess, of the ales as I've got a bit older. You know, the I don't like and the some I, I do like. You know what I mean. Because you, you get the different flavours. I'm still like a right post player, aren't I? No, no, I'm, I'm excited. No, no, I'm no. Sorry, I'm sorry, 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 sorry. No, I'm learning. When you say, we, it's fine, it's fine. You can say. So, um, yeah, I just didn't... Uh, I, I don't drink too much these days for health reasons, unfortunately. I think um, I'm, I'm pretty glad that you've basically indirectly told Steve that his choice of nails is pretty pants. So I'm pretty... No, no. I'm pretty glad about no, that. No, proper job and tribute are good, are good beers. Um, oh, Austin Breweries are very, very good. Of course, it's, uh, <laughs> my daddy got me into Austin Breweries because he's a big ale fan as well. And, um, you know, we're all from that part of the world anyway, so uh, you've got to support the local breweries. Steve is a. Steve loves his. Uh, Steve with his strong Cotswold accent. Here! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah Steve I've never done oh. like it. What a that cracking is... job that was. I got absolutely <laughs> way, way laid over there yonder. I did. Oh, Proper. I wish he was here. I wish he was here. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he, he's having a great time listening. I'm sure he says, I'll be speaking about all the ales. Good. 
liquid hands quality, but to get crafty hand, they they actually do um oh I can't remember the name golden hand as well, which is actually a speckled hand. It's actually infused with mango, believe it or not, and it's very very good, very very tasty. But crafty hands are the one because it is so strong. And just I've like, never tried it. My granddad real thick taste. No, yeah, neither my granddad absolutely guzzle it. I've never I've never tried it. You drink it with a spoon, crafty hand. You know what I mean? It's that thick. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I work in a pub and I can't even name the ales which we have on draft. So that's, that's not good. You take a pint, pint of craft, turn, turn, turn a pint upside down, and it doesn't it doesn't fall out. It's that thick. It's, it just sits there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not turn glass. It's great stuff. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. Well, let, let's let's move on from the alcohol for now. But okay. let, let's let let's go on to to uh, TIR. Why, why don't you tell us a bit about it? Just some people in the stream might not know what it is. They might only be SLR list, uh, drivers. Why don't you give us some... Uh, well, yeah, Just tell us about Total Impact Racing. Uh, Total Impact Racing, ladies and gentlemen, is the best goddamn racing league out there. Um, so <laughs> I'll be still on this channel. I'm going to you all around to say that. <laughs> um, no, Total Impact Racing is something different. Um, I've always wanted to run a league. The way I want to, yeah, sort of run a league in the in the ah, uh, oh, word in the image of my own personality, something to have fun with, and something we can just, you know, grow, grow, grow. I mean, it started off from the ashes of another league, um, which I won't talk too much about because it was it was quite awkward, and um, I wasn't happy with things, so I just said, stuff it, I'm going to do my own. And uh, I got a good um, relatable. I got a good. Well, I, <laughs> ch 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 well, a chatting mark come across was Towler, who's done a lot of league racing, and been a lot of leagues. He, he helped me create CIR. So it's not with us anymore, but I would all, I'll always give him all the credit in the world for for helping me uh, getting off the ground. Um, it was always my vision, my goal, um, and. It started a year ago, just literally um, April last year, and um, we are where we are now. Basically, it's a league, which has got some good drivers in, and it's got some some new uh, guys in. We we never prejudice. We never, you know, um, say you're not good enough because we've all been there. We've all, you know, when new guys come in, want a trial. We've never done that for one race. You know, we have, we have a long trialing process that can, that can carry over months. Until the, until the guys are ready for league racing, but we'd never send anybody away. Obviously, like all leagues, which will know, which you'll know as a league man, sometimes you do get, you do unfortunately meet the occasional rotten apple in the bow, and you have to just let them go. You know, um, mm. unfortunately, it is the it's the nature of the beast. But generally speaking, um, what I do pride TIO on is the uh, community spirit, because it stands for total impact racing. Um, it just popped into my head one day whilst I was at Korea. I was like, what am I going to call this down there? And I thought, totally about racing. There you go. That's the name. And, it's not easy um, to come up with a name. It's not an easy thing to do. It's, it's yeah, sort of thing like, man, it just comes, I mean, comes to you. You've got, like, I, don't know, I, find, I find that a lot of leagues, a lot of league names, and you look around, and they're all so goddamn generic. Checkered flag racing, apex racing, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? They're so boring. And I uh, just thought, you know, I, I don't want to be, have a really, you know, play on words type name like a lot of them. I just thought, literally, total empowering. That, that 
encapsulates in those three words what I want this lead to be all about. In your face, in your action, entertainment. Yeah. So I think it's I think having watched a few original obviously and seen um a fair number of your streams now, I think it's pretty fair to say that it's encapsulated in those streams. It is you know, it is pretty eventful and so I think the streams that you do obviously add to it as well in sort of different dimensions that a lot of different leagues can't really offer. If that makes sense. And I think that is kind of adds another string to the bow. Do you think that's sort of a fair thing to say? Yeah, uh, for me, for me, the, the vision is to um, is it's twofold. It's, it's to create a, a platform for people to come and race on, to have yeah. fun in, in in that. But most importantly, for me, it's always it's always been a part of uh, building a community. And it's about, isn't it really? We, we've done that. Because the thing is, without again, you know, SLR have a similar vision, to, I, I believe, to, to what I have, you know, uh, which you know I talked about it privately, you know, mm-hmm. and it's it's so much about the community spirit because you get a lot of leagues where, um, you know, people slack each other off, they bitch, they moan, and, and all that kind of stuff, do you know what I mean? And um, I, I think it's important that um, you just, from day one, you set an example of what you want, and for me, it's just a friendly environment there's a lot of bands a lot of mickey taking but that is all good it's character building stuff as well like you know what i mean but um it's all that it's, it's, it's about being there for people for me as well um yeah you know i spend a lot of time you know 50 50 odd hours a week doing what i do and dealing with a lot of people who have got issues but for me um i can take a lot of satisfaction from if i can help in somebody and in doing so yeah, so it's got like a personal issue or something, and in doing so, I learn myself. It's a learning, it's a learning experience, and it's taught. Believe it or not, this last year has taught me so much about people that I just didn't know, and I've learned to have a lot of empathy for people because everyone, everyone's unique, everyone's their own person. You know what I mean? So that's my thoughts on anyway, on Tim, and that's what I'm trying to trying to encapsulate in in the league. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, this, it's lovely. One of the main things I noticed. I think the first time I ever watched um, one of your streams was, I think, Beast, UK Beast Assassin put in SLR saying, oh, I'm racing this league, if you want to watch, this is the channel. And it was quite, a, it was more the entertainment factor with all the other graphics and stuff like that. It was just entertaining to watch, which I really loved and I still love now. It's just, I think it has, has that, which some leagues can't offer. Um, at, I mean, our league doesn't have the graphics, but we're bringing, obviously, Matt Silver in, who's started to do that. But yeah, just... Just wanted to say that it's just love watching some of the streams, really. Um, thank you. So oh. I'm, I'm multitasking and typing whilst on. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I think um, it's, um, yeah. Uh, so I think it's interesting. Yeah. I said this to you. I said this to you before, beer. But I think you know it, it's just a different dynamic. Um, it's just a different way to present the same content. Because obviously, you know, you, you can go from league to league to league to league it can be very same east particularly when you you know it might not be the same when you're mm. in the league but if you're you know, just as a spectator it can be very same you know particularly if there's average commentators at best you know it's pretty dull to watch it's not you know it can be very like you you know you can watch three four streams and you can come off it and ask half an hour later what league did you watch you wouldn't have a clue like no, no disrespect. I'm not meaning to, you know, disrespect the leagues, and like, I'm not naming any particular names. But I think yours is, you know, so sort of 
in your face but in a good way and people will remember it and people will think well this is so unique this is different this is uh entertaining it's got all you know you've got your graphics you've got your you know you've got your helicopter you've got your ambulance you've got your car get the stuff. chopper out <laughs> she's out she said yes, yeah she said yesterday getting the chopper out so you know stuff like that I mean, it's funny it's entertaining like people will bounce off that sort of thing and like you know it's it's more than just sitting here like oh yeah great move up the inside by bottle like you know what i mean it's very <laughs> You know what I'm saying it's 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 a completely separate sort of thing to what most people are used to. Well, it's interesting you say that. I mean, for me, um, I you know, I I, I started I started streaming about um, a year and a half ago, something like that, and um, you know, I watched Steph on streams, and you know, as you said, you know, I'm, I'm, no disrespect to the guys who do it because you know a lot of people like and it's serious analytical commentary and stuff like that. But I've got to be honest, you know, if I can be absolutely br- uh, to the point, it bores the living pants off me because it's all the same. You know, you're getting hit by stats, you're getting, you know, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys, liven up, have a laugh, have a giggle, interact with your chat for crying out loud. Don't just keep on coming out with the Sky Sports style, Martin Brundle, Crofty garbage. You know, that well, that's what I consider garbage. I mean, like I say, they do it, these leagues do it brilliantly and whatnot, but it's just not my cup of tea. And I just want to be entertaining. Now, I make no bones about it. I am not a commentator, not at all. I just put on a show. You know, we have some great racing, we have some bounce in the chat, you know. I'm always looking to, to rag on a few people, put a few graphics in. If I can, if people can watch a stream for a couple hours and be entertained and switch their PC or their phone off afterwards with a smile on their face, I've done a good job. That's the way I look at it. It's all about putting on the show for everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's helped also because we've got another couple of guys who, who also streaming and it's helped them it's helped them to do a similar kind of you know in, in their own unique style but do a similar kind of thing in their own way and it's helped grow their channels too and it just means that more people are watching trailing power racing and um that is my ultimate goal is to get as many people watching as possible regardless of who's streaming it's just simply to get the brand name out there you know and for me it's just to put on the show I've said it before, it's my way of taking my real-life personality and turn the volume way up. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, before I started streaming, I was, I watched some streamers, not F1 streamers, other game streamers for about six months. And the guy who has had the biggest um, influence on me was uh, was Guy Beam, otherwise known as uh, The Dark. Uh, box of respect because that he has so much fun. He, he lives his, his gimmick, he lives his character, and he has so much fun in doing it. Now, I was never going out and copy somebody, apart from the fact I wear the shade, it's actually to do with the lighting. It's, it's genuine, it's absolutely genuine because I have a big makeup light in front of me for the lighting in my room. And I, I, right. bad light, I get bad migraines and I have to wear polarized uh, lenses. Ooh. Oh, oh wow. wow, I know someone who knows that. Wow, that's. But, um, oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's referring to me, by the way. Uh, I get terrible migraines. Uh, I sympathise with you. No, it's, it's terrible. It really, really is. Um, so, like when when I used to watch the dark, and I was like, man, I could do that. That that's just that's me all over. I can I can do that. Yeah, I can have fun. I could be my my own my own person, but turn. So, as I say, turn the volume right up. And uh, I just love doing it. I love interacting with the chat. Um, 
it's sometimes to my detriment because I actually miss things on the screen that I'm supposed to be commentating on because I'm busy busy talking to the chat. But it is what it is, you know, and kind of all, you know. And, uh, you know, I'd rather keep it. At the end of the day, it's the community and the races that, that make the league what it is. Um, without that one, there is, there is no me. That's the way I yeah. yeah, without the drivers, without particularly the community, there, there's, no, there's no me. That's the way I look at it. In terms yeah. of, um, slightly, uh, still kind of related, what do you, what do you consider as sort of the, one of the pretty, sort of top three biggest demands when it comes to actually running a league? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, time management is critical. I know how much time you. I've spoken to you before, obviously. And I know how much mm. time you say you spend on your streams, and how much you know, how much time and dedication and effort goes into all of that. And then, obviously, you think do, about, do, do, do you, you mean do, wait, 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 do you say things that demand? Do you mean um, the entire league? I'm just saying. Obviously, and I know you're a busy man. So I know you've got a lot on. So obviously, yeah. you've got your streams. You've got your job. You've obviously got your day-to-day life, and then obviously you've got the league as well. Yeah, so you've got a lot to balance for the sound of it. So how do you sort of how do you do that? And what do you find is the biggest demand? Um, well, what I do is I make up new days of the week. Uh, Saturday. Um, <laughs> we, we have um, uh, Sunday, which is the new, the, the new day in between Monday and Tuesday. Uh, no, fun, um, yeah. Um, um, it's just, it's such a tough question to ask to answer. It is very, very time-consuming, but I love doing it. If I didn't do it, if I didn't love it, I, w- I wouldn't do it. You know, um, it's my passion. Um, I think sometimes I spend too much time doing it to the detriment of my family life, which is, that's on me. I think the most demanding times are, it is time management, it's, it's, it is so demanding. And, and also, and, and I hope nobody, nobody from TI takes the wrong way, but the drivers can, you know, like I say, you're, you're dealing with people from every single walk of life with their own unique circumstances, and I have got to be on their side at all times was, yeah even if i might think oh my god that bloke is just driving me and i can't do that i have the luxury of you know having a moan at somebody i've got to look after them that's that's my responsibility i've got to look after these people I've, and they're all unique they're all different and they all look at different situations in life and in, in gaming and whatnot and and my job is to put myself in their shoes you know if someone's unhappy i have to think to myself why not oh stop moaning i've got to think why are they unhappy and if i was them how would i feel if that makes any sense you it's it's about empathy and you've got to have a lot of empathy to do this and that's demanding that's very very demanding that's that's one of the things i've really really learned over the last year is is to have empathy for other people perhaps a lot more than i've ever had in my life before and uh, you know it's, it's it's kind of cool in a way guys because who would have thought that uh, running a little league on on a running a video game league could actually teach you so much about yourself it's amazing it really really is what sort of um, thing do you learn about yourself then in that in that, in that sense that's interesting empathy to have more tolerance and understanding is a critical thing. And also to learn okay. patience. To learn patience. You need patience. And you also need to micromanage a lot. Um, you also need to, again, it all comes down to management labels. Time management is critical. Um, and when necessary, you need to learn to delegate. Because as an owner, you, you, 
you know, you, you're used to doing it your way. And sometimes it can be quite hard to think, oh, hang on, you know, someone says to you, someone said, no, this, this is wrong, dear, this, you know, this, this is not the right way to do it. And you're like, yeah, it's my bloody lead, I'll do it where I want. You can't, you can't do that. No. You, have to take, you have to take advice. So I'm, I'm lucky because, I, you know, I've got a good, good bunch of guys and girls, the admin team, um, and I trust them. And it's important to have a team we trust. I mean, yes, I do, do a lot of work myself because, you know, it's my responsibility. But I'm lucky that I've got a bunch of supportive guys and girls who are willing to do pretty much whatever they're asked to do. Um, but at the same time, they're not yes men or yes ladies. They are people with their own thoughts and opinions. And I always encourage them to tell me if they've got an idea or a bit of a gripe about something, tell me. Because it's the only way I'm, if I'm making a mistake about something, it's the way I'm going to learn is by being told I'm wrong. And I'm not afraid to be told I'm wrong. That's good. So part, it's all part of learning. It's all part of, you know, from one of the things I've learned, I sort of agree to that, is that you've got to accept when you make a wrong call. And sometimes, you know, it's not easy to do initially, but it's, you know, accepting the fact that, you know, you might be the owner, you might want it to go in your particular direction, but you've got to listen to maybe the wider opinion at times and then think about really absolutely what's best for the greater good. You cannot afford to be biased in any way, shape or form. You have to be neutral at all times. Yeah. You cannot if you've got personal feelings about a certain individual, which you might well have, you cannot allow that to cloud your thinking towards mm. that person. You have to treat everybody the same as equals and treat them with respect and courtesy even if sometimes you want to scream at them you can't you have you don't have that luxury you can't do it and i see so many leagues fail because that's exactly what happens you know um owners get the hump or whatever and they start trampling other people they start doing it their way or the highway and that's just a a terrible way to to, to run a league it leagues fall apart very very quickly because it's an ego thing isn't it and um you know trust me Believe me, when I said I don't have any ego right in this, I do for the love of it. The day I stop loving it, the day I hand is the day I hand it over to somebody else. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I can agree to that. Um, I think obviously I I can relate to it in terms of you know I've stopped racing recently, particularly this season, and sort of focus on the management side of it and that part of it because I love it. I I love that part of it. I enjoy it. It's Obviously, so you put so much time into it over the years, it adds up to it become such a meaningful part of your life, really, doesn't it? You know, you don't really, you know, if someone had told me three, like three, four years ago that you know this would happen, I would have just told to shut up. You know, it's just you put so much time into it, it becomes almost like your your pride and joy to an extent, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, exactly. You want it exactly. to succeed. Yeah, and um, actually, it's it's very it's very apt that you said that because I get personally, I get a very warm feeling, a very good feeling of pride and uh, satisfaction when I see, like, for example, guys who, um, like drivers who have gone up to the ranks, you know, who were poor when they started and now are really, really good um, for the streamers who didn't have the clue when they first started and now put out some fantastic content, you know, and uh, the comms guys. And 
also the friendships that are made outside. Now, I, I've, I've, I mean, we've got, uh, I don't know how many, maybe 300 people in the community, probably just the 300 people. Wow, and that's huge. There, there's a lot of real life genuine friendships have been, have, have been, you know, generate have been created over the last year and that is really cool you know to bring a bunch of disparate people together from all walks of lives and now you've got you know lifelong friendships have been built over it i think that's that's, that's that couldn't agree absolutely more. brilliant yeah i couldn't agree more yeah i think that's brilliant it's i think lockdown helped as well i think lockdown really particularly from my perspective i think lockdown really helped obviously because you know there was not, not a huge amount of things to do and it was really nice to just like basically just full steam ahead with with the league and also give it everything because there was you know nothing else to really do and I think um, in that sense of all people spent more time together they practiced together they found more things to do together played different games and sort of developed some some really good friendships and I can I've got several people in the league who I would class as you know real friends and like some really really close friends after you know the the experiences you have together and that's what it's all about isn't it that comes back to the community thing you were talking about before and what is the, the main crux of it, really. No, I, 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 I don't think... I don't agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I think if you told me a year ago when I joined SLR, I joined during lockdown when um, when I didn't know what I was doing with my life or what, what I was going to do in the future, and I, I joined this league because my mate was in it, Billy Bunny, and um, yeah, I just did not think that it would come to this you know i'm the host of this podcast and um you know i have what's so fun about that <laughs> no it's just it's funny it's, it's not, not funny at you it's just, it's just funny how it all sort of comes about you know yeah exactly and i've got good mates now in it i mean ranger's not included so <laughs> thanks mate. i think he is cheers mate but, um yeah no no worries <laughs> but um Alluding on to something you said earlier with time management, do you, do you struggle with your time? Did you well? Did you struggle at the start with your time management, with your job, with your job, and and the league? Uh, I still do. Or there's, there's not enough to done. Um, but as, as I said, I, I don't see it as a chore. If I if I saw it as a chore, I wouldn't be enjoying it. Therefore, I wouldn't put the effort and time into it. I wouldn't be as hundred percent full on in your face, wholehearted about the whole thing. Um, yeah, it does take a lot of time. I mean, I stream probably um, 15, 20 hours a week, and then you can add 30 hours a week on top of that, probably for sorting out stuff. You know? Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it's hard sometimes. I mean, you know, sometimes I'm thinking, oh, you know, if I'm going to go away for a few days, you know, it's, it's all going <laughs> to fall apart whilst I'm away, sort of thing, like, you know, anything like that. And, mm. You know, and also, if you go, I like to tell, you know, a few people not to message at three o'clock in the morning and stuff like that, you know, people sometimes, you know what people are like, sometimes they don't sort of think a little bit and they think because they're up, everyone's up and the phone's pinging at three, four o'clock in the morning. What well, try to raise that tomorrow night, you know, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my age, I need to be You've got a lovely enthusiasm. But, but yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, people want to, people want to know and... Some ground rules in saying, look, look, you know, no, no sort of when it comes, and this is an emergency, no sort of messages between the hours of 11 pm and you know, 8, 8 am or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? So, I was gonna go quiet for a second, but I've got to swap over the batteries because the battery's about to that's it's not my Jewish job to run my days, mate. I'm on about my control here, so I'll, I'll be oh, okay. That's good, thank god for that. Okay, 
I was a bit yeah. concerned for a second. <laughs> I think Steve said something in the chat about um, where's this coming from and Griffin could have told us. I'm not sure what he means. I don't know whether I think it was something about. I don't know whether Steve is on about said. me like not racing and stuff. Or if, if he's on about that, then I don't know where he's been the last like two months. But I'm not sure if it's that. It might have been when you were saying you have a great team behind you or something. Oh, good one, Steve. Maybe that. Oh, I don't know. Let's, let's see what he says. Either that or how you've made great mates or something in the league. Again, thanks, Steve. I really appreciate that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me with some big questions here. Come on, I want, I want to be put me on the spot here. Some, some big questions. Yeah. Uh, hmm. Do your family wait? Hold on, I got one written down. Do your family watch or get involved in any of the league stuff? No. Simple. Do they not watch it. No. Would they? <laughs> would they? Are they, are they? Are they interested in that sort of thing? Is it something no. to talk about? Or is it no, just... probably not. They're, they're sick and tired of the me in real life, so probably. Where do you serious question then, where do you see what's your vision for for your, you know, the streaming and TIR then? Give me like a sort of where are we now, April? Give me a sort of let's say eighteen well, what is it? It's sort of twenty twenty eighteen, twenty month sort of period until the end of next year. What are your sort of Okay. I can give you, I can give you, because Jumper Brand TV and TIR, they're very, very intertwined, but they aren't their own separate entities. Yeah. Um, you know, I own both, you know, both my branding. For TIR, I want the, uh, I want the league to be a recognised top tier player. And you have the likes of uh, TSRL and WOR and a couple, of, a couple of very few other leagues I can mention. I want this to be the best. Now, Obviously, that you, you, put, you know, the, the guys in the chat are thinking, well, we want SLR to be best. I'm sure you will be. But I want that. My goal is to be TRP, the most recognised name in the world of e Formula One motor racing. It's that simple. And I want us to be a cross platform, cross um, gaming community, not just racing. It's part of the Total Impact Esports Network. It doesn't matter whether it's. PUBG tournaments, whether it's FIFA tournaments, whether it's Formula Moments, it's Stella Calls, whether it's iRacing, whatever it is, I want us to be the best and the most recognised. Now, that does help me achieve my personal goals when it comes to my personal channel, and that is to, uh, to be made Twitch partner. It is important. Um, I think I'm not a million miles away from it, but there's a lot of work to do, a lot of work to do. But I believe I've got the drive and enthusiasm to do it. And, um, you know, I've got to the stage in my life where I am 50 and I just want to do something I can sit back in 10 years' time and say, you know what, I did something. I actually achieved something in my life. You know, it's not, it's not just a complete waste of time. Do you know what I mean? So it's a twofold vision, as I say, to take TIR to become the, the leading uh, um, gaming platform, the gaming community to, to, join, to want to join. And uh, for my own channel to uh, literally the sky's the limit. But I just want to grow and grow and grow and uh, just be, remain entertaining, remain committed to providing good content for uh, my community. Okay, that's fair enough. Where do you where do you sort of see? You know, what do you sort of see? Where do you see yourself in that sense? And do you, is there like a certain period where TI would more sort of 
point of zero hour reach where you think, you know, I've done my bit now, or, you know, would you sort of, are you sort of there for the long run sort of thing, or are you sort of playing um, it by ear? To, to be absolutely honest, that's not something I'd like to discuss. That's no disrespect. I just have my own private thoughts, my own private views on that, and that is for me to me to know. And I'm being okay. absolutely no. I mean, absolutely no dis- disrespect. No, that's fair I'm, I'm prepared that's to answer. Fine. No, fair enough. Cue the awkward silence. No, 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 yeah, can I ask this? I'm gonna ask. What, what, what are your thoughts on a uh, SLR uh, beer? I like your I like your organisation. Again, it, it reminds me of what, what we're doing in many, many ways. A very vibrant, friendly community with a lot of characters in the chat as well. Looking at Dolphin, you know, you look at uh, uh, Dodgy, who comes in and says hello. Dorsey, uh, Panther, Nicky. You know, all the guys, Southern, of course, uh, a lot of good guys, a really, really good community. I think the standard of racing is very, very good. And um, the, fact, the, the proof is um, that SLR is a very good community, is the fact that SLR drivers have come to race entirely about racing and they're being made to feel welcome. And, they're, they're, and they're, then there's no ego. You know, you know, sometimes you get guys from other leagues and they're like, you know, we're better than you and blah, 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 you know, and they think. Egotistical, not had that at all from the guys that come over. You know, talking about you know, Smoke and Beastie and Crispy and Rex Roller and Freeman, Zai, of course, just real nice people. And, it's, and if if the overall SLR experience has got similar people in, you've done something really good. I don't watch the streams um, um, when, I, when I get a chance to, and I'm always entertained. You know, Sam's great, Home Sky, and uh, impressed with Owen. And did his work with Kenzie on the first SLR 10v10. That was good. That was good on Monday night. Very impressive. So yeah, I, I, I've got nothing but good things to say about about Summit League Racing. I think um, I think you've got a good organisation. It's well run. It's tight. It's fair. It's friendly. Uh, don't, don't forget, I get the same that guys so use the Philip PayPal account as we agreed before. I came on the screen. Um I actually have a I've seen a question in the chat, don't look if you if you're watching, but um I want you to guess who's asked this. It's uh where did you get your Vodafone cap? Oh you played Beast Assassin. Uh he asked me yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I know it's in. I know it's in. Um right, this is this is actually a true story. Now people think it's a McLaren Vodafone hat. It's not. I got that hat uh, at uh, Edgebaston, and it was England versus the West oh, Indies yes. when Vodafone used to sponsor the England cricket team. Uh, way back in the day, I think in a 2009-2010 tour, because uh, I, I used to live not far from the outside, and I used to go down and watch all the cricket there. So that is actually England cricket um, merchandise. Not F1, I'm afraid, guys. Absolutely love that. Do you know what? I think that's incredible. I'm a big fan of it's that. It's fine. We, we've got to our favourite part. We can now talk about cricket. Let's talk about cricket. Let's talk about cricket. <laughs> cricket. <laughs> this is when the viewing thing is plummet. Minus five minutes, guys. Massively. massively. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's, um, I don't know. I, what should we ask about cricket? What can't you do? <laughs> There you go. There you go. 
What county does support Somerset? Somerset. 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 I've never met a cricket team like it. Telly. Telly. Honestly, you would love Steve, though. I need to hear this conversation between the I was, um, I loved Devonian, born and bred Devonian. I was actually a decent cricketer in my youth, uh, left arm quickie, played for uh, Devon Colts, played for the RAF as well. That's in the military, years in the military. Did you? Uh, Yes, yes, I did, yeah. Um, I actually played wow. with a few uh, good players. Um, I used to play in the same club team as Ross too, so he played 26 tests and about 100 one-day internationals from New Zealand after he emigrated to the uh, side of his career in Warwickshire. He actually wasn't a particularly good village cricketer. Well, I was actually doing me far better than him, but, you know, it's not who you know, it's your blood sort of thing, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to get that cut. <laughs> yeah, Someone clip that. Um, yeah, I, I played against the Courtney Walsh in a benefit game, a charity game. Um, almost wow. a fast bowler coming off two paces and he scared the living shit out of me. Yeah, I think. And uh, I, well, the very first ball he bowled to me, I, uh, I just had a good swing outside the lost hunt and uh, got a thick edge at the top of the slips before. And he just, oh. he just looked and smiled oh, at me. The next ball I never saw. Yeah. Uh, I started went flying, he just never saw it. <laughs> I think he put he's a bit of an effort ball. It's probably made about 75 miles an hour, but it's quicker than I've ever faced. Boom! Out went the lost hunt. Thanks. Cheers. I'll have a beer with you in the pavilion after this. Yeah. I was in 1998, uh, I think that was. We were still playing for the Oh, God, what an experience. Yeah. I've, had, I've got a similar story with that. I, I, I went on a cricket tour once to Barbados a couple of years ago. And, um, of course the you national did. Team. What, you, a pro, yeah, private school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can't talk, you've been to private school. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I remember I was the first game we played, I was playing against a national team bowler and uh, I slipped him for four over slips like, like you did with Courtney Walsh and um, the next ball, there's a video of it and it's, and uh, my mate was taking a video of the ball and uh, I tried it, he bowled a short one and uh, it hit me in the helmet before I even tried to play a pull shot and uh, yeah, that was, and then uh, I stumbled out my crease because I was like a bit dazed and uh, he, he, he tried to run me out. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So you want your life. Yeah, so... Get up. Come on, yeah. stand up. Take it like a man. You know? um, yeah, 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 that's that's a, that's that's a, that's a decent question for the youth. Um, that's some, I think that's some genuine pace for a while. I can say I left arm quick. Um, I hospitalised a few people you know, as, a, as a teenager. Wow. Broken arms yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, was, I, was, I don't I, want to face you in the next. No, well, not now. She's across the... If I, tried to, if I tried to turn it on, I'd have to fall off. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, um, I was brought up, you know, uh, watching guys like uh, Dennis Lilly and Jeff Thompson, you know, Tom O'Brien's bowl, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and the West Indian pace bowlers, you know, Michael Holding and Malcolm Marshall, Joel Garner, Andy Roberts, Colin Croft. And, um, you know, great cars, huge cricket fans, as well as F1 fans. I was a kid watching these guys bowl and bombless and, of course, Beefy, my hero. And uh, I was like, I want to be a, that's, that's what I want to be, I want to be a cricketer. You know, if I can't be an F1 driver or an national, I want to be a cricketer. You know, and um, wow. yeah, so I ended up in a career. <laughs> yeah. Here's a question for you. It's, well, two sort of questions built into mm. one. Who's the, which is the best uh, cricketer signature you've got? And which is the just the best or the, the most like the favourite signature you've ever got off any of them ever? 
Okay, uh, back in the answer to that. The best things I got is Tom Ash. Uh, on the 1985 Ashes tour, he played the, the, the tour match at, um, at um, Taunton. He played at uh, Somerset. He took 6-44. He was well past his prime because he basically had been drafted the Australian touring team because of their rebel tour in South Africa. They'd lost a lot of them, lost, lost a lot of their main players. And Tom came over 35, still, still quite lively. I've got his mm. signature. But the best signature <laughs> I've got, I'm just walking over to it now. It's four signatures. I'm just going to get the item off the, uh, here we go, off the wall, off its uh, off the display cabinet. Now, any okay. of you music fans out there, I'm not sure if there's any many, might recognise these names. I mean, they're all signatures on a, uh, a genuine used uh, snare drum skin. Okay, uh, Bill Ward, Geezer Butler, Tony Iommi, Ozzy Osbourne, the original Black Sabbath. Wow. Oh, wow. That's oh, yeah. Wow. I'm going to put that back on its... That's wow. worth a lot of... That's worth a lot of money. Yeah, prize possession, that. Yep. Wow. And I got that, I got that at uh, backstage at the Birmingham NEC in 1997 on their reunion tour. And, uh, 97? What a year that was. On the reunion tour. Yep. On the reunion tour at the NEC. We did two gigs. I went to the second night. It was just the most amazing experience. So, yeah, that's the prize possession. Check the backstage. What's, what's mine? What's yeah, the you best know. autograph I've ever got. Yeah. <laughs> God, this I don't really have I don't really have many but the only one I can think of which is in my cupboard right now is an Alex Albon one that's alright yeah that's I know but you know not not a Formula 1 anymore is he bloody hell this isn't that, it, 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 that fake Brit that failed in F1 I'm just kidding oh, <laughs> wow contra Virgil <laughs> I don't know what my best autograph is I have loads of like you know when you're younger and you go to Disneyland or something and you get like the characters to sign your book? I have loads of them. There you go. That's 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 some of them. I tell you what, I honestly don't have many. I tell you what, I'm going to get my pen out now. I'm going to sort of get paper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The recent years. No, that, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get it for you. Chuck it, chuck it, raise on it. Honestly, I'll just raise on eBay. Easy five grand. What's yours, Ranga? Go on, go on. Oh, I think my best sort of cricket signatures are probably coming to my, my best ones in total. Best ones in cricket would either be Ian Botham or oh, Sajjan Tendulkar. Oh, actually, saying that, I have a, probably my, one of my most prized possessions, I have a England shirt uh, from the 20, when was it, 2011, 2012 Rashi's Tour, Down Under, when we won. Was it 2013? Yes. Yeah, 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 I have an England shirt personally signed to me from by all the squad. Uh, oh, it's framed. Wow. And it's framed with a match ticket at the bottom of the wow. uh, thing. Yeah, I've got the program as well somewhere. But that is a uh, <laughs> that is yeah that is, that means a lot to me. That's thing. I, 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 I did. You touch him. I did have a really good one, but it, it got lost. Um, There's a very quick story to this. My mum and dad, when they were still together, um, in 1980, um, they'd just come back from holiday, and at Luton Airport, who'd they meet at the 1980 European Championships uh, football squad, England football team? And, oh, no uh, way. <laughs> oh, is he gone? Oh, uh-oh. Okay, the battery's gone. 
Yeah, I was going to say batteries run out. Batteries big problem, big big problem, man. Alex Albon. Um, Boss signature. Alex Albon. I literally don't have any others. That's why. I, I think why I signatures are actually quite an outdated thing, though, aren't they? And like, we don't yeah. really, we don't really it's do more that. Like, like selfies now, isn't it? Or pictures. Like, let's or... get a photo. Yeah. And I could think of one. I got a photo of Patrice Ever when I was younger. I mean, that, that's quite cool. Yeah. I feel like you know, yeah. if people like would get a photo with the person. Obviously, it's the sort of thing you can put on social media. Off. We thought it was. We were just <laughs> yeah. talking about how signatures are, like, you know, signatures are interesting because they're they're not as common now, and it's not, you know, it's more like a I take a picture with you now sort of thing. Right? I mean, some people just actually just take a picture of the person. I don't really see the point of that. <laughs> it's just like, just, oh yeah, here's a picture of Lewis Hamilton. Right, yeah, right, cool. It'd be better if you were in it sort of thing. Or like, I don't know. That's just the way. I'm, I I'm just um, I'm just looking at your chat as well, by the way. And uh, the two answers to Vorno are blue, and uh, I'm not wearing one. Au natural. Ooh. There you go, Vorno. Yeah, hopefully you still listening. I think you've that a while ago. <laughs> Interesting. What's your what's your have you uh, what's your favourite cricket game you've watched live? There you go. Test matches. Oh, um, that's a good question. What, live on TV or live in the flesh? Uh, we'll do both. Okay, live in the flesh, I would say the England game at the West Indies at Edgebuster when I got the hat from because Chris Gale got a lot of runs that day and KP got a lot of runs. And um, I was at Cow Corner. And uh, yeah, that was pretty awesome. And Stuart Broad clocked 93 miles an hour. I think the speed gun must have been out because he, he clocked 93 in that ODI. He was never that quick. God. Um, so, and that was a great game of cricket. England won it by a country mile, but we were entertained by Kyron Pollard and Chris Gale going berserk for 10 overs. And they put like about 130 in 10 overs. It was raining sixes. So that was probably the favourite one to actually be there live. Um, the best one, the best game I've ever watched. Um, on telly, yeah, it has to be Headingley 1981. That's one of the fir first cricket games I can really remember. Um, you know, both from Willis, um, where England, uh, Australia got 401 for nine declared. We bowled England out for 174. England followed on. They were 175 for seven, still 121 short, just avoiding the innings defeat. Beefy came in and whacked 149 not out, and then Bob took eight for 40, whatever it was. And we won the test match by 18 runs. That was amazing. So that was. Um, I love how you can remember all, the like, all of it off the top of your head. Big cricket, uh, a big, game. big cricket. Uh, uh, I'm a bit of a stats guru when it comes to my cricket. B says, if you had to pick the best England cricketer ever, why would you choose? <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, I would choose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. But both them, uh, both them was the greatest. Uh, was the greatest white all rounder that has ever played cricket. Uh, the only guy I could ever rival him was probably my mind was better, not statistically, but because of what he could do was uh, Sir Garfield Sobers. Gary Sobers. Because mm -hmm. Gary could bowl left arm pace, he could bowl left arm orthodox, he could bowl left arm wrist spin, and he was one of the best batsmen of his era. <laughs> I hate to yeah, I hate to do this to, to you, but I've got his autograph as well. What beefies? <laughs> no, Gary Sobers. Gary Sobers. Oh, we have both, don't you? I met Gary you Sobers at the 2007 well. World Cup in Barbados. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I got a, his signature on. I, I remember. Vivrich just didn't go. Or something. It was like a sort of event yeah. or thing, but he didn't go. Yeah. But wasn't that the World Cup? They had, they had a lot of problems because the tickets were incredibly overpriced, weren't they, for that World Cup? There's a lot of complaints that the regulars could, yeah, that people couldn't, yeah. the, the locals couldn't get in to watch the games. 
That's very true. I remember the stadiums being very sparse for World Cup games. It was um, it was nowhere near as full as it should have been. Um, I can't remember all the details. I was only about eleven at the time. But um, yeah, I mean, I just just seen Beast Beastie's thing about obviously he's a Freddie fan. I mean, Freddie was a great all rounder, but he was a very it was for a very limited time period from about two thousand three to two thousand and. Six, five, maybe. Yeah, um, six, yeah. probably three years. He he came back um, in the 2009 Ashes, bowled that brilliant spell at Lords. I think he took a five for on one knee, basically on one leg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he um, think for a short period of time. But when he was, he was the world's best all-rounder by a country mile. He he reminded me of Beefield that he could win matches. He was a match winner. Do you yeah, think you've had a lot? Of... Go on. Yeah, go on. No, 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 say, you... I, I have a lot of arguments with people on YouTube about cricketers and whatnot. I, I actually love trolling people on YouTube uh, because they always say, oh, Jack Callis is the greatest all-rounder ever known and blah, blah, blah. No. blah. He won drugs. He was, he's a great batsman and he was pretty much a fourth or fifth seamer, part-timer. He was a dollar and no more than that. He never won matches with the ball and he was also a very one-dimensional batsman. He was a, an accumulator of runs. Where the likes of Beefy would win matches. He would, well, he, he would win a hundred. We'll go out and take a six for him next to no time to just blow a t- blow a t- That's what made Beef the greatest in my in my book. Ed Stokes has got potential to to, to do. Yeah, he's he's just surpass him. He hasn't. I think in many ways he, he he's there already. Um, the potential has been released already. I mean, he is a talismanic all rounder. He has won matches with bat and ball. Um, he is a better batsman than he is a bowler these days because of course injuries mean he's not bowling as much as he would like to but when he gets that ball in his hand he can chuck it down at 90 miles an hour reverse swing and make batsmen look stupid and he, he still yeah. has I'm sure he's quickening he's, st- he's, he, he's deceptively well. sharp deceptively sharp yeah. but do you know what's really great now about England for, for years and years and years we're searching for a decent quick bowlers you know guys with genuine pace who can actually put it on the cut strip you know, the cut part of the strip. And now we've got two, who are possibly the two fastest bowlers in the world, and, and Markwood and... Um, Joffre. And Joffre, Joffre Archer. Mm. But I feel Joffre bowls too much, he bowls too much within himself. He's, within he himself, let, yeah. He needs to be let off his leash. I he needs to be let off his more. leash. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that too. I like Markwood, you can see a Markwood puts so much effort into every single ball he bowls, and that's why he sends him down at 150, 155 clicks. You know, 95, 96 miles an hour. Mm. But we are blessed. It's great to see England having fast bowlers who can put their shits up the opposition. It's really, really good to see after so yeah. many years of us. Well, it's been a long time without, and yeah. yeah. I can't, wait for, the to down under. I can't, yeah, wait, I can't wait for the Andrews down under. I can't wait for Mark Wood and Joffre Archer. Hopefully, fit as a fiddle, bowling flat out at the Wacker. They are going to do Australia over. I'd like to think so. If they're fit, yeah, if they're fit, that's, the, that's the big if, though, isn't it? That's the yeah. big if. I just want to, I just want to see, you know, Steve. I mean, I, I've got a lot of time for Steve Smith. You know, he's a very humble guy who paid a big price for his error of judgment. But I want to see him sorted out. But I want to see David Warner get put flat on his back because he was just a dick. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, oh, that'd be God, lovely. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Who are you guys taking to the Ashes then? Batting-wise, it's tough. tough. Um, the bowling lineup, I think it picks itself with a fit uh, four-man pace attack. Um, we'll take uh, Jimmy, Stewie, um, Joff, and... Um, Mark Wood. Mark, Mark Wood. Yeah, Stokes, I can agree with Stokes, he plays as, as, a, as a specialist batsman who can bowl 10 overs a day. 
Um, Spinner, oh, I want to see yeah, Adi back in the side. Why he's not playing Test cricket, I do not know. Adil Rashid, he's the Dumb by far the best. In my opinion. No. Adil Rashid is by, no. fest, by far the best spinner we've got. He's a leg spinner, which in Australia you need a leg, you need a wrist spinner. Finger spinners don't cut the mustard in Australia, apart from obviously their own their own guy, uh, Mr. Lyons. I can't really answer the question in terms of batting until, I've seen, until I've seen what happens this summer. It's a I real struggle, mate. I'm not convinced by Sibley at the minute. And no. Rory Burns, I've never really rated him at the no. international level. So I think they're both up for grabs. I like Zach Crawley. I think he's got. I think he's, he's got, got good enough. temperament. Zach Crawley. Yeah, yeah. But he needs. Yeah, really. to, he'll get there in time. I think. I, I think. I think Ollie Pope's have... class, in my opinion. Ollie Pope. I think Jeremy Mines go. got so much. Ian Bell. Ian Bell. He's, he's Ian Bell. Yeah. He literally is yeah. Ian Bell. He even <laughs> looks like him. He just, just the way he plays. Yeah, he does. He needs to go. He's class. And it was the guy who played the few tests against India. Was it not Livingston? Was it, was it Livingston? He, he played. Um, he reminded me of KP with some of the stroke play. Oh, Against oh, India. Uh, Tom Dan Lawrence. Dan Lawrence, yeah. He looks he's got something uh, about him. He's not a bad player. He's got potential, that guy. One to watch out this, this summer, I think, will be um, Hassi from Knotts. He played, didn't he? He played a few tests. Sorry, he played a couple of tests. He did three years ago. Century, doesn't he? And it was he a played, really weird situation. With, got back uh, once, wasn't didn't he, this week. Because yeah, yeah. he reminded me very much of like another Jeff Boycott, wasn't he? A real grinder, accumulator of runs. In Australia, you need like that. I mean, he made his debut on the last tour of India, 2000 and whatever it was. 13? It was that far back, wasn't it? It was, it was 16. Uh, 16, When they had the test against Pakistan just before that. Yeah. And he played the two tests and he broke his finger, if I remember rightly. And then he went back yeah. to counter cricket and could not buy a run. Couldn't buy a run. Yeah. He just disappeared almost. He got dropped from the county side as well. And it's great to see him back in. I've forgotten about him because I tell you what, he's a grinder. I watched him Australia. this week. Yeah, oh, last week I watched him. Two centuries. Yeah. yeah, he played against Worcester and I support mm. Worcester. So, I, so they stream the they stream the, the matches on YouTube. And I basically had the four, basically the entire four days on on the telly while I've been doing some dissertation work at the same time and watched watched Hamid get two get two tons of really brilliant batting. This lineup's not, right. not bad either. Mm. I've got Alzara Joseph bowling at so it's not like he's just standard yeah. county bowlers. So you know, Alzara Joseph's got some wheels and a few he's got, yeah, yeah, he's got well. some guns yeah, he's quick. So, but, uh, I, I've just seen a question from Steve. I'm going to change the subject. He's asking me how about feel the state of current F1 is. Um, yeah. Because so it is a topical F1 that obviously we, <laughs> we all love. And what do I think of F1? <sighs> It's a tough question. I this is going to sound stupid. I think there's too much money in F1. Um, I think there's too much disparity. Disparity, disparity, if that's the right word, between the, the, the uh, between the, the different teams. Um, and unfortunately, I do believe in many ways uh, uh, some of the driver skills being taken out of the equation because I'm an old school guy. I like a manual gearbox. It's got to change gear with your hand. I like, you know, I don't like all this computerized stuff, but it's a, it's just a, the nature of the beast with modern technology. Um, I think F1 as a combustion engine sport will die in the next five years with uh, new laws and regulations coming regarding um, green energy. I think what we're seeing in the uh, the e um, electric leagues, the e leagues, that's what that's what Formula One's going to morph into. In the next five ten years, max, it, because combustion engines, engines will be banned in time. 
Um, mm. Whether that kills the sports, I don't know. Because, you, you know, I want to hear a... You know, I want to hear a grunt of an engine, you know what I mean? I don't want to hear... If it turns into what Formula E is, then I think that'll literally be the saddest thing in, to ever exist ever. I, I think it will, mate. I think it's inevitable because of the um, the way, obviously, you know, governments and lobbyists and whatnot are going there with green regulations. Um, it, I, don't, I don't say it's going to die, but it's, it's going to evolve. You know, all great sports yeah. don't die, they evolve over the years. Look at cricket, it evolved more from... More from Test Match cricket into the Razzmatazz, Mickey Mouse cricket, as I call it, you know, 2020 and whatnot. It's evolving. It's evolving, you know, and I think F1 is going to be the same. Um, and I believe uh, I, I've, I've, F1's a very cutthroat sport where a lot of great drivers, or guys who have the potential to be great drivers, never get a chance to show what they can do because it's dominated by a very few number of drivers and a very few number of teams. And um, I think it's a shame, but it's, again, the nature of the beast. Do you know what I'd love to see, guys, is that the old Formula A1 racing they had, where each car is identical. You're allowed to change the aerodynamics as we can change. Same engine, same chassis. Like an IndyCar racing, because then you'll, then you'll see great driving. You know, I just think the... Yeah. I, I think there should be a on um, a full... So I think that, that I believe they're partially bringing some kind of cap on the amount of R&D spent okay and i think it's a cap that even the smallest teams can afford to use all of that money not not intensely okay. high not let's say they say it's 50 million pound right that's that's five mercedes that that's a drop in the ocean for them but for a team you know like um alpine or williams, or williams or, well williams particularly being an old-fashioned works team or still partially they can't they can't spend 50 million on, on research. So again, it still suits the fast, mm -hmm. you know, the big teams. And um, I'd like to see more of a cap on R&D, or I'd like to see, um, uh, you know, standardised chassis or standardised engines, which would which probably never happen, but it should be to make for a fairer experience because it's all down to the driver's skill as opposed to sticking a donkey in a car and watching win the world championship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my thoughts. One thing I, yeah, well, one thing I love to watch is um, on a, on a, obviously they have junior filmers. I love watching F two, just because all the cars are the same. And yeah, it, it exactly. Does, it does emphasize the driver's ability. So it's just and no going for moves because it's all about because they want to win and win the title and and they have the car to do that. So that's just I think that's just what Formula One needs a, a little bit. Yeah, they they literally they could take the F two format and say right, okay, you know, not 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 the you know the actual races and all, but the, but the cars, the rules and regs about the cars, and say right, that's what we're doing in F one, mm -hmm. like it or lump it. Of course, it, it won't happen because you'll see manufacturers leave, and that means a huge amount of sponsorship and revenue is lost to the sport. So it won't happen, but it would be nice if it did. <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on um, the new sprint races? Great idea. And of course, we're going to Silverstone this year. And we, as we've seen on the announcement today, we all of us who are going to Silverstone are going to actually see a sprint qualifying format. It's new. It's and interesting, isn't it? F1 needs new things if it's to evolve. Yeah. That is true. That is true. I think, like, at the minute, it's interesting, obviously, because the regulation changes are just around the corner, aren't they? And it's sort of... As Bia mentioned, there are, you know, several sort of fundamental issues, I think, with F1. 
Yeah, but correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like within the last sort of 12 months, we've seen more interesting races than we have probably in like the last five, six years. Am I wrong in that? Maybe like... Uh, maybe no, it's just interesting. Or maybe it's just like a personal opinion that's completely wrong. But I feel like a lot of the races we saw last season and the two races we've seen so far this season have been some of the best races we've seen in a long time. A long time. It's it's good to see that there's not just one team being dominant because we've That's had too, exactly we've, we've, we've had too much of that for the last twenty years. It's either been it was Ferrari, then for a couple of years it was McLaren, and then then it was four or five years with Red Bull, and now we've had six years of Mercedes. You know, and that is what kills the sport more than anything else is having a one-sided contest that it's not worth turning up for because you know who's going to win. Mm. You know what I mean, and you know I'm 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 a, I'm a patriot. I always want the Brit to win. You know I want Hamilton to win. I think he's a bit of a, you know, great driver, a bit of a plank the moment he opens his mouth. But he's a Brit. I want him to win. But we need we need different winners now. We need you know he's had his time. Great driver, great career. It's about time somebody kicked his ass now, as far as I'm concerned. It's just a just a, <laughs> the, the the sport needs new challenges. It needs new blood. You know, and um, one thing we do have at the moment in the F1 grid is a lot of talent there, apart from Mazda Spin, of course. And we have a lot of talent there. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's what F1 needs. And it just needs, I just think it needs the cars to be, the way the cars are developed needs to be fairer to give a ta- the talent a chance to shine through, a chance for the talent to come through. Because at the moment, it's a close shop. And that's what I hate about F1. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I'm worried yeah, okay. about is going into well this year we have two teams fighting and what, what if next year we go into the new regs and it's one team again which comes out on top and is dominant mm. for the next five years that that would it's a worry, yeah. yeah but we'll have to wait and see about that I guess yeah I'm, I'm excited about that as well though because obviously they, you know, rumors are that it's not going to suit the Mercedes and I think yeah maybe you know it's time for somebody else you know or time for some other teams you know I, I want to have scraps like we had you know when I was growing up in F1 uh, Formula 1 back in the late 70s you know you had you had a lot of teams you had a lot of drivers you never knew who was going to be world champion you know you could never really predict who was going to be world champion the next year or which manufacturer would be world champion do you know what I mean you had so many great cars. You had the McLarens, you had the Williams, you even had, you know, you had the Ferraris, you had the Renaults. You know, when they brought in the tag turbo, they brought in the, the turbo engines with the, you know, Jarier, you know, Jabwe and Prost and Arnoux and whatnot. You had the Brabham were a big player. JPS Lotus were a big player, and, and they were all competitive. You know what I mean? And I miss that in Formula One. I really, really miss that. That's what turned me on to Formula One. And I feel that we've lost that over the last 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. What about these uh, little questions you've got then? Check. Oh. Well. I think it's time. Some of them, some of them have time. actually, some of them have actually been answered, but I'm still going to, you know, I might as well okay. them. But, um, but yeah, basically at the end of every uh, uh, podcast, we do a, a little quiz. Okay. Or whatnot. This week, I've got a would you rather or slash get to know beer questions. I've got ten. All right. But two of them have been answered. Okay. So I've only got eight. So it's kind of it's kind of quick fire. Okay. I don't want you to think too much about these. All right. Go for it. Hit me with it, dude. Question number one is beer or kebab? 
both. I'm fat and greedy. No, you have to choose one. Kebab. Tea or coffee? Tea. No sugar. Tea. Not stirred. Oh, I love that. Test match or ODI? Test match. Oh, no, that, come on. That's, that's, a, that's a, a silly question. Is that a question? Jesus. I know. <laughs> Sack this man. You're going to you're you're hate the next one. Ian Botham or Ben Stokes? Ian Botham. There you go. We already know that one. Uh, Lords or N? Ooh, I've been to Lords. I've been to MCG. I would love to go to the MCG. MCG is pretty spectacular. I can yeah, tell you Boxing experience. Day Test Match, 100,000 people <laughs> be there. That, yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, Favourite movie? Oh, man. Um, Event Horizon. Because it's just so mad. Seen it? Oh, you want <laughs> it? Seen it either. Crazy. Crazy, gory, uh... and sick. <laughs> What's it called? Favourite TV show? Event Horizon. Next one? Favourite TV show? Uh, House of Cards, the US one with uh, Kevin Spacey, the, the deviant. Okay. Frank Frank Underwood. Well, legend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Favourite F1 driver of all time? James Hunt. Favourite era of F1? Uh, 80s. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one was favourite beer, but you've answered that one earlier. Uh, crafty hand, yeah. Or speckled hand. Okay. Yeah. That was, that was the ten questions I had. No worries, dude. Awesome. Thank you very much for answering. Yeah, th- thank you very much, mate, for coming on the pod. It's, it's been, been an a, absolute honour. It's been a, no, been a privilege. Thank you so much. A lot of fun just having a good chat with two good uh, two good geezers. Thank you so much. And thank you very much, Ranga, for joining. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. I, I'm honoured, you know. The, you know, I want Ranga in here. All right, fair <laughs> enough. All right. Cheers. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for yeah, you know, preparing that's... it as always, mate. That's all right. No I worries. think this is my favourite um, one, you know, out of the ones we've done so far. I was going to say, this has been up there with, with my... I mean, I've only done three, four, but this has definitely been my favourite too. Yeah. And you've done way more than me, so that's good to hear. Um, but yeah, that's that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for tuning in to this week's episode. Um, please do jo- uh, join us for this weekend's racing. Uh, it's around... The streets of Singapore. It starts with uh, our Formula 2 division tomorrow night, which will be, uh, I'm sure, a lot of fun to watch. So please do tune in. And yeah, thank you very much for joining. And uh